Hey guys, welcome back. It's Chris Bircher. This is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, and this is my epilogue. Yep, that's right. Uh, after 100 solo episodes and 34-ish interviews, I'm calling it quits. <laughs> and there's a terrible way to put it because I'm not ending my journey here. The Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom website will continually to continue to be supported, and I'll leave up all the podcasts are going to stay up on Buzzsprout. My YouTube channel will stay uh, um, up. Uh, they will continue to exist in their current forms on the internets, but I'm just not going to be updating them with new episodes. Now, why, you might say, what's happening? Well, one, you know, first of all, I gave it my best shot. I spent over two years doing this, and like I said, as many episodes, and uh told you guys this mentioned this on here many times before I am just not much of a social media marketer and I sort of realized after 100 episodes I'd give it a certain amount of time a couple years try to get to 100 and see what and sort of reassess and so now I'm reassessing and my thoughts are that either I can switch gears and create some more time to do adequate social media marketing to learn that stuff to sort of really challenge myself and that may still be something that I'm supposed to do in the future but I just don't feel it you know I talk about uh, the somatic versus the analytic mind or um, intelligence and I and I'm not feeling that in my body I don't want to add more phone I don't want to add more social media to my life and if playing that game means doing that maybe that's not for me one thing that I really do want to do, and so I really had to sit down with my values, right? Like more focused on, I've got this four or five hours a week to spend free to think and, and pursue projects like KEW and sort of get these things out of my system and into some format that can then be further edited and hopefully become some idea, more co coherent, cohesive ideas. I have some time. I'm not going to be able to create more time right now, not with a almost six-year-old and sort of the horizon of my life, uh, it's probably going to get less time as I start to do more active schooling at home uh, with my daughter, this my youngest daughter, this fall. And as sort of I as I become more opportunistic and sort of exploring facets of my life that I that I didn't have with COVID and, and rekindling maybe some male relationships, working on a project with Paul Godola, it's all cutting into that finite time, and I don't see myself creating any more in the near future horizon. Not being dystopic, at some point in my life, I realize I'm going to have more time than I know what to do. So I'm really just going to so and so I had some choices. You know, I could try to squeeze in a little bit of social media learning and stuff and try to, you know, massage uh, KEW into something more. You know, I could I could stop recording and sort of focus on that. But the problem is I really am interested in writing. I'm really interested in communicating through some format. I feel like uh, I've done it. You know, I could start another podcast really quickly. I've learned all the little things about audio and video and s servers and, and the things that you have to do. So I, f I feel pretty good about that. I got a lot of stuff out of my system and down in this video form that if I don't take it off the internet, it's permanent. will live forever. And on my hard drive, if that doesn't crash, I'll have it forever for posterity, right? That's ama an amazing amount of work. Does anybody care? Not, not right now. Not based on the fact that I couldn't get this in front of enough people's faces. I couldn't find an audience. I didn't have a whole lot of likes and followers and commenters or any of that stuff. I wasn't getting enough feedback to sort of justify. And in fact, it is sort of it has sort of gone up and down over time. And I can't make any sense of it, even with some minor analytics. It just doesn't look like anything's happening. 
Now, over on Medium, this is if you don't know about Medium, it's a it's a it's a paid service where you get writers basically writing articles. It's almost in some ways it's like part newspaper, but it's also it's like an op-ed, right? You got all these authors and they're all writing whatever they 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 care about and all these different subjects, everything you could possibly want to find. The problem is you have to pay a subscription service. You have to pay basically five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year to be a member to have access to the articles. I think you get access to some of the articles for free. And so what I'll probably do, since I've actually got a little bit of traction on there, um, is it continue to write and post things on there just as an exercise, kind of like I did with the podcast. You know, if I set a goal to write an article a week and publish it on Medium, I'm more likely to do that than just to write it on my computer and leave it there for no one ever to see, right? Um, and I and I and I and I feel like it is a little bit like social media, but it's less broad. It's less the whole universe and more sort of people who, for the most part, are are helpful and and polite. And have all paid right through this 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 paid service to be a part of this system, and maybe that will lead to something else. I don't know, but I, but what it will do is it'll help me hone my writing techniques. And then the secondarily, what I want to do is take I, I've said this before, take all the ideas that have come out in a hundred episodes, especially the last two with the evolution paradox and the uniqueness imperative, and go somewhere with that and write something about that. The problem is I'm also sort of feeling this gender masculinity stay-at-home dad thing that I am. And on Medium, I can write about multiple things, right? I don't have to niche down. I don't have to just have this be about knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. It can be about other things. And we're going to be hitting on some of that stuff with the Paul Godola, which is sort of like how to build, how to, how to, how to be a better person, being better being. At least that's what we're calling it for now. It may come out to be something different, but... Uh, look for that on YouTube. And, and and maybe I'll publish some of these blog articles, some of these written things on my website at www.chrisbercher.com. I'm not really sure, but it'll definitely be on Medium. And since there's really not that many of you <laughs> hearing this, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but just so you know, I, wanna, I want this to be a placeholder on my website so everybody knows I sort of tied it up at least temporarily in a nice little neat bow. Now you've got this whole story arc beginning with episodes talking about facts and about my science background. There's a little bit peppered in there about all the different experiences, I've, all these different experiences I've had in my life. And you know, I turned 50. I mean, it all just sort of feels like things are shifting in a new direction. And I'm just going to be open for that. You know, I want to, I want to be open for whatever is coming next. And I think a lot of this is going to be about exploring sort of specific pathways that revealed themselves through the recording of these 100 episodes and these interviews and maybe three or four different directions and let, and hone those down and and you know and then then from that I'm going to take the next cut you know it's sort of like uh it's it's like the editing process right I've just thrown all the spaghetti on the wall and whatever's sticking is sort of sticking and I'm trying to peel, pull that down it's and put it into like piles and sort of group it out based on similarities and then develop those ideas and I really think this is it's if nothing else it's setting me up for the rest of my life you know I don't want to end up like uh, there I say my dad, who didn't seem to really have any intellectual pursuits after he retired. He was a hands-on guy. He was a, a people person, worker, uh, manager, worked with his hands for the first most part of his life as a mechanic. He fixed things. He built things. He made things. And when that sort of stopped, 
Uh, and when he sort of, when he lost, when he started aging and he lost that sort of capacity, the physical stuff, he didn't have much to fall back on. And so I'm building myself a future of, of, of intellectual and, um, spiritual philosophical pursuits that I can think about and write about. And it's interesting because I, I had this friend, a court basin from Czech Virginia, who since passed away and he's an amazing dude. Uh, we sort of bonded over cannabis, but there was so much more there. And we were both musicians, so that was sort of our next thing. Uh, and he told me one time, he said, you know, I don't understand this playing music in front of people thing. That's an ego thing. I don't understand why musicians need an audience. That's an ego thing. They want people to, you know, and that sets up this dichotomy. And he was kind of onto something with, like, inequality. And he just believed that it was just for the musicians. Musicians got together and played music together. And maybe there was a couple of people hanging out. But they would like tap a tambourine or something. Everybody part, part, partook, was partaking in some small way. And I just thought that was fascinating because for me, music has always been a little bit about what he said. I like being the center of attention. I like being the focal point and the authority with the credibility as the musician in the room. But it really made a difference when there was a dynamic balance between the, the sonic stimulus and the stonic receptors, you know, when people were all listening together. And I think this is what you get when you get really good jazz, live jazz. And this is why people like live music. It's this energy. And it can really just be about the music. And so we disagreed about that. But I also see his point. Uh, If I'm really just interested in these topics, I could do this on my own time. But the podcasting and in the future, writing things on Medium and, and maybe publishing elsewhere, um, has the effect of setting up goals for me to do. It's much more likely that I'm going to show up for a gig on Friday at 7 than than I'll be to sit at home and play music at Friday at 7. And it's probably actually easier to get my friends to want to come to a gig where they might make 25, 50 bucks than it is to just come over and hang out. And we're actually more likely to play music if we show up at a venue than if we all show up at somebody's house. We could just end up shooting the breeze and hanging out for a couple hours. And so it matters. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, you know, my lack of interest in social media suggests that I'm a little bit more like Acourt than like other people because I'm just saying, you know, here's the product. I'm not willing to, to put any effort into sharing it with people, but yet I want people to be involved, right? So there's something there that I, I have some growth to do. I have some things to figure out. It's just the next arc is going to be about writing, um, which is, which is uh, more like, well, I don't know if it's more or less. COVID, you know, but I've learned a lot and I appreciate all of you guys who have listened. Um, and I will figure out this for myself. It's an interesting question and it's, it remains to be seen for me is, is there an inverse correlation between content and social media presence? I told you the story about my buddy's friend Roach who quit music because it became all about social media marketing and he was spending more time doing that and less about music and it became a job he didn't want. And it's the same sort of thing for me. It's like, uh, that is the fear. But, you know, as my dad would say, look, you're really good at riding your bicycle and playing your guitar. Why can't you do that with school? You may not like it, but you can be as good at things that you don't like. You can try and put in the same amount of effort and get the same sort of reward. And I just don't know if I agree with that. Um, I think it's much easier to be good and excel at things that you really like. And and uh, maybe I'm coming from the elitist seat of extreme het cis, you know, uh, white male privilege. But 
at my age, <laughs> I'm really only interested in pursuing things that really give me value. Uh, and advertising and marketing is just not it. I mean, someday if I was if I was a, an amazing enough person to have to to to, re- to reach some echelon of value, I would love to uh, hire and employ people to do that as part of some project. But I'd, but I'd much rather attach myself to some existing group. And that's the other thing that I was unable to do on the podcast is find the group. And so that's another thing that I want to do is pursue finding the people out there who think like this and that I can share with rather than try to create something new. Like, can I become a member of an existing group? And going back to the time thing, so I'm not going to create any new time. I have all these new things I want to do, right, form a group, figure out, you know, um, where I want to fall on the line of um, being a participant and, and an audience member and 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 all, all of those new things. But I want to do that all in the same time that I have, maybe the four or five hours that I have in a week. So I'm simply not going to be able to support everything. And by being able to take the podcasting out, which is maybe, you know, for two or three hours a week, I bought myself all that time without having to like figure out how to create new time. So another thing that I did with the podcasting, and I highly recommend everybody do this if they have any interest in it, even with basically hardly any followers except for a bunch of bots and maybe a handful of people who I appreciate very much. I'm not saying that having five or six people who listen regularly isn't awesome. It's amazing. That's five or six more people than I ever could have imagined having, but it really isn't enough to get me anywhere as far as um, breaking even with the expenditures of the project. And so like I was saying before, if nothing else, it's been a wonderful exercise in figuring out that I can actually create time. It's like I always say, and you know, everybody says they're so busy and they don't have time, and I've even saying that right now, but I, it's true. You make the time for the things that you need to do. And I've somehow, through the process of doing this podcast, I've been able to create for myself three or five hours a week that I can now call my own I've justified it. I've carved it out. It's going to happen uh, with fairly, you know, it's like building an atomic habit with um, very little effort every week. And so how can I best spend that time? And so if any of you uh, watching this or listening to this out there have thought about doing a podcast, let me tell you, even with, you know, very little recognition and in the most A-Court Basin-ish kind of way, that shouldn't matter anyway. I've been very thankful for the five or six or seven people who seem to be listening and downloading stuff every week. Um, it's been an exceptional learning experience. It's been great for me as a brain dump. I feel like the camera is kind of, and the microphone are like my friends. They've served as the audience members uh, in what could be a discourse, but it's sort of like an AI discourse, which is weird, but it's better than nothing, right? And I've, I've really taken multiple steps forward in figuring out what it is I'm passionate about. And sort of prioritizing all these different ideas and being able to put them in groups, I, that's the next step. But to a certain degree, I've, I've sort of started that process. And so I can't tell you how rewarding. And it really isn't that expensive. I might spend $150, $200 a year, and that's mostly on the hosting for the sites that actually uh, you upload the podcast to and they circulate it to all the servers and for like my domain name and for my WordPress account on my website, it's really not that bad. Uh, what it may be 20, 25 bucks a month. Uh, but after two years, that's 500 bucks. And I got nothing to show for it. Um, except for the 
five or seven people, which is which is priceless, but it's still not sustainable. It's not the model, you know. It just I, and and so there's two ways I can two things I can conclude from the fact that I that nobody seems to be interested in what I'm doing. One, my content's not very good. Okay, quite possible, very possible. And two, I'm just not very good at getting it in front of people. And because I do sort of believe that through manipulative marketing, you can get anybody to buy anything. And if you show something to somebody long enough, it's going to become a part of them, whether they ever chose to like it or not. That happens every day. There's a lot of whoa, there's a lot of crappy content out there. I'm not saying that's what happened with me, uh, but it does happen. And so it's it's probably a combination of of the two, right? I probably could have reached some higher level if I would have put some X level of dollars and time into um, nurturing my social media channels and then putting some money into some sort of other form of marketing or advertising. Just at this point in my life, uh, I'm not interested in that, um, and I can't. I can't. I can't afford it um, in a um, what do you call it? Like a like when you trade goods, like for something else. Like I'm not going to make sacrifices in one area to do that. And that's my choice. Um, but I am looking forward to the next level. And I do hope you guys, um, come see me on medium. If that's something, uh, you ever considered, I find a lot of value in it. I don't, I find that I, I don't have to read the news as much, but I still stay informed. I don't need to check social media, uh, as much because, there's something there to read about that's interesting. And there are all kinds of different personal stories about people, tragedies, sad stories, good stories, nonfiction. People will like read a book and then summarize the book. There's so much stuff on my, on there. And it's a really good um, user-friendly format where you can sort of pick your topics and select what you want to read. And lots of, lots of the authors on there complain about getting paid and stuff. I don't know. I just enjoy it. I think it's an incredible value for $50 a year. I don't think there's anything else, um, but you'll hear from me again. You might not see me for a while. I'll probably look different the next time I make some sort of video, but it's really been fun. And for, again, the seven, six, seven, eight of you who uh, really enjoy this, I apologize for not doing any more. I hope you understand that I'm not going to make the videos and podcasts, at least for the near foreseeable future. But there's a huge back catalog there. I'll leave everything up. My email still stands. You can still get in touch with me or any of the things that you ever might have wanted to do but never did. And I'll still probably share my Medium articles on the blog um, because I, depending on what the costs are, I'll leave everything up and it'll go down to some level of hosting rather than updating. And I'll probably take whatever minimal cost package is available for what that's worth. Anyway, it's uh, June 1st, 2022. This, theoretically, is episode 101 of Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, but I'll call it my epilogue, and I'll leave it on the website for you guys to enjoy. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. I'm Chris Bircher signing off. This is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom. Take it easy.